To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers Podcast, episode 143, best time of the year, NBA getting kicked off. This is our NBA episode special. Uh, fellas, how y'all feeling today? Good, man. I mean, NBA's in the air, bro. I can smell it. I'm just ready to rock, bro. Ready to get some NBA talk. Ready to see my Lakers crush, absolutely crush and ruin ring night for the Denver Nuggets. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready to do it. Yeah, no, nah, same here, man. Exciting time of the year. Uh, you know, when NBA gets rolling around, I've already, you know, made sure that my league pass is ordered so that I'll be tuned in and locked in throughout the oh, you year. You locked in, you locked yeah, in. I'm, I'm locked in this year. I'm locked in. Uh, like you said, Lakers gonna be looking good, uh, all that good stuff like that. So, you know, I'm not gonna hold it, bro. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Yeah, we can't jump into it before we say this, man. Happy birthday to my brother. Los, it's his birthday, man. I don't know if he want to say his age or not, but this is going to be a very special podcast, you know, dedicated to him, you know, another year around the sun, man. It's a blessing, man. How you feeling? Good, man. I mean, I don't feel my age, you know, um, but it, it is a blessing as we record this on Saturday, October 21st, man. I appreciate y'all showing me love on my birthday you know <laughs> but i'll this just leave man. it at that <laughs> this totally dodged the age one right yeah there. <laughs> he does the age but yeah man happy birthday man uh we've been knowing each other for a while so every time we're able to have a birthday of course it is a blessing you know we've been knowing each other for almost over 15 20 years you know what i'm saying so you know it's a real big big deal you know when you're able to celebrate uh a birthday but, you know, it's more special because we're recording a podcast on somebody's birthday. I don't think this has happened in OB history. I mean, we're recording an episode on somebody's birthday, so we're able to do the birthday shout-out. So I know that this is going to be a good one. Uh, like y'all mentioned, the NBA season will start on Tuesday. We have some big matchups coming up on Tuesday. We'll get into that, and then we'll get into NBA. We're going to talk everything NBA. So if you're not an NBA fan, this podcast will not be for you. But we'll get into some predictions of players. Um, we'll get into uh, where we think teams will land as far as record-wise uh, throughout the year. Uh, and then we'll get into individual NBA players' awards. So uh, very interesting stuff. Um, I'm going to – I don't know. I know like y'all, y'all, I will refer back to this episode and what we said. That's the fun part, you know, and, and seeing what we thought before and, now, and how everything pans out. But, of course, we'll start with the NBA opening night on Tuesday night. Um, I just want to know from you guys, 
Uh, we got the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets, of course. We'll get into a lot of Lakers, as you know. If you've been following us, we're uh, avid Lakers fans. My brother Ramon got on a, a, a fly Lakers shirt right now, you know what I'm saying, for the NBA <laughs> opening night, you know what I'm saying? So um, we got the Lakers and Nuggets. We'll start off the, the opening night um, at 7.30 Eastern time on TNT, which I can't wait for inside the NBA to come back. And then we got the Suns and the Warriors as the nightcap at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So um, we'll get into our Lakers and Nuggets first because that's the kickoff game. Uh, I just want to know you guys' thoughts on this matchup. Uh, of course, we know the history. Um, I think the schedule makers of the NBA did a great job in in uh, leveraging this matchup. Uh, we heard the trash talk from Anthony Davis on Media Day saying that they have this date circled. So what are y'all expecting in this game, and what is your outlook of that matchup? Yeah, man, when I look at this game – I just look at a team, right, that's not the same, right? Um, they're a team that lost a very important piece. Um, they're a team – first of all, before we get into the very important piece that they lost, I'm just really I, – I, I just really don't like how Denver's head coach came out and he said – now he, he talked all that trash during the parade, talked all that smoke about they won the championship, had got past us and beat the Heat. And they're still talking about the Lakers, you know, that was that. And they were still their owner talking about he's the dad, the daddy of the Lakers and all these different things that made me mad. And now we get three weeks from the season like, oh, yeah, let's not talk about that. We're, we're moving on from that. If those guys want to talk about that. They could still stay in the past. Like, no, 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 no. It's open tonight now. Let's get back on to what we what you've been saying all this offseason, all this trash talking. So. You know, the Lakers caught wind of that, too. You know, they were talking about that at their media day and said they've just been ready. You know, they've been ready. They've been hearing the chirping, and I'm ready to see it, too. They better not come out flat and get beat by this team because, again, they're a team that is not the same team. They still got a lot of talent, don't get me wrong, but they're not as a deep team, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. You know, when you look at it, the fact that, to me, they lost two key rotational players – and Bruce Brown, and then also losing uh, Jeff Green as well, too. Um, and those were guys that played big minutes for them in their run to their championship. Um, and as you stated, man, it's it's going to be a heck of a game. You know, it's something that definitely all the Lakers seem like they have circled on their schedule. I mean, Austin Reeves was talking about it. You talked about what Anthony Davis mentioned. Even LeBron was talking about it. Um so it's going to be kind of interesting to me, you know, uh, that they have it circled because when you typically think Lakers and you typically think LeBron, uh, for some reason to start off the regular season, it's almost like Bron all has like a feel out period, even though been in the league for such a long period of time. Uh, it seems like typically kind of on opening nights, you know, sometimes it is a little bit deflating. Uh, because they come out a little bit flat. LeBron is still kind of feeling things out for some reason. Uh, so I'm hoping that things won't trend in that direction. I think it's a heck of a matchup. You're looking at two of the you know top two, I mean, two of the top three, top four teams in the Western Conference uh, going into this year. I think that both teams kind of match up well because Denver, one of their biggest things was uh, teams not really being able to match their size. And they still present some of those same challenges. Uh, but when you look at a team like the Lakers, uh, they really focus, especially on their wing depth um, and even got some other um, interior presence as well. When you look at guys like Jackson Hayes um, and Christian Wood that joined the fold. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a heck of a matchup. There's been that chirping. 
Um, and like you said, man, don't don't, you know, throw the rock and hide your hand now. Like it's time to, you know, meet up again. And I really want to see, you know, what this matchup is going to present. Yeah, interesting story. I mean, we talk about uh, Nikola Jokic, right? You know, we saw him. He won the championship, uh, had a phenomenal playoff run. Um, AD was probably one of the premier defenders in the NBA. He had no trouble with uh, uh, having his way in uh, Jokic against him. Uh, but you, you look at Jokic and, and you look at the offseason that he had, it seemed like he was his focus was everything but basketball, right? And we know that in this league, in the NBA, in general, that you have to work on your game. You have to care about it. You have to care about your craft. And then you hear the jokes about, I know everybody likes to laugh at it, but you hear about, you know, what are you going to do now? You know, the report is asking him in the post-game conference. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going back home. You know, I can't wait to get back to my horses. And, you know, I really don't, you know, this is not really the, the most happiest moment in my life. And then, you know, you look at Jokic. He's not the most athletic guy. Uh and he's not the most, you know, agile, but he he's a he's a superstar in the league, probably one of the best centers as far as you know getting to his spots and shooting threes, and and we know what he brings to the game as far as point guard stuff and everything. Do y'all think that this is a fake as how much he cares or doesn't care about the NBA or what? Uh, but do you feel like it's sustainable for him to be as nonchalant as he is about the NBA? I don't feel like it's sustainable, uh, but I want I was interested to know you guys' thoughts. I I mean I really think he just I I really think that's him. I don't know why I just get the feel that he really, um, he he do this as like a hobby. You know I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of those guys that retire early, um, and get out of the game. It doesn't seem like this is a true passion for him. Yes, he's good. Yes, he's talented. You know, like you said, he's not the most athletic guy, but um, you know he's 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 he he's really one of those unicorns, one of a kind. But I think that. Uh, you know, as soon as he starts the decline, I would be surprised this guy get out of here and get out of the the league. Um, you know, and just go back to his horse racing and all the other things that he really enjoys. I don't think basketball is his number one passion. You know, I don't I don't even think it's a passion of his. I just think he just do it. You know, and now he he's gotten to this level, and it, you know, it's hard to kind of back off now. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, you know, I definitely think that's an interesting point about a potential early retirement there that definitely will be something to monitor over the years. But, you know, I sit on the side of it. I think that Jokic is just he's just dominant, man. And so uh, I think that ultimately, as far as like his level of play and all of that, I mean, it's going to be sustainable. The guy is just there's nothing that you can really do with him. There's really no feasible way that you can defend him. You know, I looked through that playoff run. There were there were situations and shots that you would want to force him into. And he was just still miraculously like making those shots. So I think that he's a guy that's just dominant no matter what. I mean, when we think about it and we think about Lakers history, I think of a a guy like Shaq to me, Shaq was a guy that in the off season, we know historically, you know, that was some of the concerns that even Kobe had with him that he wasn't routinely working on his game. You know, he decided that that was going to be the time where he was going to rest. He was going to rehab. Um, and he wasn't a guy that each offseason that he was super dedicated to it. But we knew that when Shaq stepped between those lines, he was going to be dominant. And, you know, were there moments where he had to throughout the course of the season play his way into shape and all of that? Yes, he did have to do that, but once he got to that dominant peak, he was still that dominant peak. Uh, So I really don't have concerns with Jokic and what he is as a player and what him 
not working versus working in the offseason is going to do to him, he's still going to be great. Like that talent's not going anywhere. Um, it's just whether, of course, he, you know, decides to play for a long time. Okay. So we got open tonight thoughts. I got I got a little sidetrack there. It's just an interesting conversation to have, but we got predictions on our Lakers, Nuggets, open tonight, 730, first game of the year. How do y'all feeling about our chances in winning this game? Like I said, I like it. You know, for all the reasons Ramon mentioned earlier, they're not as deep team. I think their starters can keep up with the Lakers and they probably will keep up with the Lakers. Um, I think when you look at this game and you you look at the rotation of Christian Wood. Coming in, you look at um uh our backup point guard coming in. Come on, uh, Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent, yes. You look at those guys coming in. Um, you know, I think that's gonna be our push. That's when we're gonna get our edge. And then when you bring our starters back in, fully help, you know, not playing catch up mode. Um, that's really where we're gonna take our lead. Um, and then of course you got Rui too. I mean, you just got a deep, deep, deep team. And then when you think about we'll see. We'll see if uh, Vanderbilt be able to play during the game and see if he's healthy. Right now, he's dealing with a heel injury. Uh, it'll be nice to have him to go go out there and throw against Michael Porter, who's a uh, bucket by himself, who's a guy that normally doesn't pass. <laughs> he's just out there to score that thing. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how D'Lo also D'Lo does against uh, uh, Jamal Murray with his new defense. You know, his new defense is preseason. I don't know if it's gonna if it's gonna carry over, but it'll be interesting to see if D'Lo. When I say D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell can come out and um, play some good defense against Jamal Murray. He's not going to be a stopper, but like make some key plays would be good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I echo some of those same sentiments. You know, I have the Lakers winning this game, and maybe that's me wearing my purple and gold glasses uh, looking at it. But definitely when I look into the matchup, uh, I look at a Lakers team that really, you know, even in that series was right there at the end of each of those games. And um, not to make any excuses or anything of that sort, but that wasn't a fully healthy LeBron James. You know, that was an Anthony Davis that was dealing with a little bit of an injury as well, too. Um, so I think that those guys will be fresh, obviously, to start off the season. Anthony Davis's shot has looked much improved uh, in the preseason, offseason, things of that sort. I think that one thing that would present itself, I, I think that Torian Prince will likely be that fifth starter that they've been trying to keep under the wraps. And I think when watching them in preseason, Torian Prince has provided them additional space, additional spacing on the floor. Uh, he's a guy that's a knockdown three-point shooter, and that opens up many more opportunities for LeBron and AD uh, with attacking the rim. Um, I think that they'll get Jokic into some pick and roll situations that he has to defend. And I think that to your point of him not working as much in the offseason, I think that he'll be working his way into some playing shape. Um, and so I think that this is an opportunity to go in there, get a win. Uh, Lakers have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. And I think they'll be looking to spoil ring night. Yeah, I mean, I, I share you guys sentiment. I feel like the Lakers should take this. Um you know, I'll lean on Anthony Davis and his statements during media day. If they have this circled on, I'm expecting a big game from AD, and I'm expecting LeBron and everybody to get up for this game. But I'm expecting the Lakers to really uh, make themselves uh, – make a statement to the league. This is who we are. This is who we're going to be. This is what you're going to have to deal with for the rest of the year. So give me the Lakers. Um, I think that the Nuggets will probably get off of a, a slow start. Uh, traditionally, they give out the rings and everything during that – during that first game. So you know how that can kind of uh, create a, a hangover sensation on players. So I feel like the Lakers, you know, if they come in greedy and motivated, 
and watching this ring ceremony and everything, I feel like they should handle it very easily. Um, but we'll move on to the second game. We got the Suns and the Golden State Warriors, of course. Uh, the Suns are looking very different with the addition of Bradley Beal in the offseason. And then we got Golden State, who's looking different with the addition of Chris Paul. I mean, what do you guys think of this matchup? And are you going to be awake to watch the rest of the matchup? Because I probably won't. I mean, it, it's interesting um, with the Suns' big three coming out saying – I feel like every big three that failed come out and say these type of things. But they they came out and said, I don't know how you're going to guard us, right? You know, somebody's going to have to go against the third defender and these type of things. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting uh, uh, to see how the Warriors with that championship DNA, right? You know, and Chris Paul, as you mentioned now over there, how does he fit in? Um, with that team and um, is Draymond healthy you know is he going to miss opening night that's a huge huge piece right on the defensive side against a science team that has a lot of offensive power Um, so um, if I'm looking at who's going to take this game you know I think um, you know it depends on Draymond playing if Draymond plays I'm going uh, Warriors with this game yeah, I echo the same sentiments as that. I think that it hinges on Draymond. I think that Phoenix is going to take them a little while to figure it out. Uh, when you have three guys that come together like that, kind of the typical nature is for guys to kind of be passive. You know, they're trying to kind of acclimate to playing together. So, you know, you probably have in those three guys that maybe deferring a little bit too much. It may look a little clunky uh, in the beginning of them coming together. Uh, now, what I will say about Phoenix is at least they did solidify more depth for that team, because uh, at first I thought that they were just going to be kind of a top heavy team. Uh, but they did fill out that roster with some of the additions like uh, Eric Gordon. Uh, you think of a uh, uh, Grayson Allen that came in there as well. Use of Nurkic. Um, so they did develop some depth. Uh, but picking this matchup is really hard without knowing the great Draymond situation 100 percent. I don't think that he's ultimately going to play. I know that he's ramped up to three-on-three three play right now. Next step would be five-on-five, five, obviously. So that doesn't bode well to me for open tonight. So I'm going to side with the Phoenix Suns on this one, but it's a pick that I don't have much confidence in. Yeah, I mean, it, it could really go either way, but uh, I, I'm, I'm leaning. I'm with you there. I, I would go Phoenix Suns with the win on open tonight here. Uh, I think KD, I, I think, you know, just observing how he's been moving in offseason, it seems like he's motivated more than he have, ever had. Uh, he's confident in his team. Uh, you have to think that he had a, a hand in, in wanting to bring Bradley Bill over and, you know, a guy that he feels as though can can supplement what his team is. Uh, we saw him get rid of DeAndre Aiden as a part of the, the Dame move uh, to the Bucks. So, um I think they they really kind of spread it out their talent. Um, they're a little deeper than they were last year, but you know there are some questions on you know these these role players that they brought in. So um, ultimately, with me, I think the Suns will will, will get it done. Uh, but also, I think I like how Steph has been moving in the open in preseason as well. He's been competing in preseason like it's a regular season game. So you you love to see that out of your superstar. Um, but we'll see. I think it's gonna be a good game. I think the NBA got it right when they made these the opening games. And I'm excited for Tuesday night. I think that it's going to be uh, a treat for all basketball fans across the the country and the world. So, um, so next up, we 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 didn't want to leave off the Lakers by design, but we we have to as a Lakers uh, as Lakers fans, we must 
um, talk about our team and the outlook of our team, and then we'll get into some predictions and how we feel like the rest of the um, the rest of the the teams in the race uh, will, will uh, I guess in in next year. But you know, start with the Lakers. We made a bunch of moves. Um, I was impressed by what Rob Plinka was able to do in 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 you know uh, leveraging our talent and spreading our talent around. We're a much deeper team across the board, which we'll, I'm sure you guys will get into. Um, but you know, from 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 a standpoint, you know, what are you looking forward to in this season from the Lakers, and and what what are your expectations? Yeah, it's um, I think it's it's gonna be a fun year. You know, um, we talk about the deepness, we talk about Gabe Benson, we talk about Rui, um, we talk about Kristen Wood, but for me, it's it's really seeing now that we got depth right. You know, it previous years we struggled and we were on pins and needles when it came to AD and his health, right? We were stressed out. Please stay healthy. We need you to stay healthy. We know you're an important piece. But by any means, I'm not saying Christian Wood is Anthony Davis. Not at all, right? But if AD does miss, you know, a couple weeks or so, you feel good now for Christian Wood stepping in in his place and at least supplementing some of that uh, that 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 time and and replacing that that production you know, not 100%, but at least stepping into where we can be competitive. Um, you know, uh, we with him missing games previous years, we knew that we had to be in the battle of those games or we had to shoot lights out those games. I don't think that team, this this is going to happen with that team, with our depth, you know, and I like like I like us from all the way down from um, point A to Z with our the talent on our roster. Like, I feel comfortable with our second-year players. I feel comfortable with – Obviously, the oldest player in the league, and LeBron leading his team. But I'm really just looking forward to seeing AD stay healthy. I know his his <laughs> I know his goal is to play all the games this year, which we know that's unlikely. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to him really taking over this team and being the next guy. You know, even like LeBron crowned him as the the guy to take over this team, and this is his team. I'm really looking forward to him making it this his actual team and staying healthy. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I think that that is definitely an interesting piece with it. Uh, you do have better supporting pieces for if you do, you know, experience any time that AD has to uh, sit out. You know, I would also say to me, when I look at the LeBron era, and you can say LeBron and AD era, I believe that to me, this is the most well-constructed roster um, as far as it checking the most boxes. You know, I think that it can be argued whether between this and the 2021 roster was the best roster. Um, but as far as just well-constructed of checking really all the boxes from an athleticism standpoint, from a depth standpoint, you know, from a size standpoint, from uh, really kind of an adaptability to playing any type of style standpoint. I think that this is your most well-constructed roster. Uh, having that combination of youth and veteran players, like there's really everything, you know, every box is checked. I think one thing that I really like about this team as well, too, is that to me it's going to do um, the best at what the ultimate goal was, too, when LeBron was coming to the Lakers. And when LeBron was initially coming to the Lakers, what you saw happen in that initial offseason was for them to try to have additional ball handlers to take some of that pressure off LeBron to have to consistently create. And so you saw them initially do that, but they did that with guys who couldn't shoot really well. When you think of the Lance Stevensons, 
Um, I, I don't want to really say Rondo because he played well for us in a championship run, but you get kind of what I'm saying with that. And then you saw it over time. They tried to bring in Russ to maybe, you know, alleviate some of that. And that created some other additional challenges. Now you look at a team that has a guy in D'Angelo Russell uh, that could be a secondary ball handler. You have a guy in Austin Reeves that can run an offense. You have a guy in Gabe Vincent that can come off the bench and run an offense. And so you have a situation where LeBron doesn't have to shoulder the load. And then not only from a ball handling standpoint does he have that, but now he has additional wing depth around him in a guy like a Rui Hachimura and a guy um, that we were talking about um, in Bando and a Jared Vanderbilt, you know, and a guy like Torian Prince. And potentially, if you even go to the depth of a Cam Reddish and then look at the young guy uh, and Max Christie. So I think that this roster also, too, is really built well around LeBron to sustain him for an entire season. That way, in playoff time, you won't have Bron with the bad foot that you had last year, but you'll have a healthy Bron. Yeah, I mean, it. I think we've said this for multiple years now. You know, we're only going to go as far as Anthony Davis. I want to highlight him here. And how far he's going to take us. I mean, at this point, this is his team. And, you know, I know it's, it's kind of, you know, crazy to think or crazy to say. LeBron's the oldest player in the NBA. So, I mean, to to expect someone like him to to carry the load, we can't expect that. But with LeBron it, and what he is, is amazing. He has a lot more in the tank to give, which he's proven. And I think that he has to supplement what Anthony Davis does. So, you know, when I hear Lowe say, and, you know, like, you know, like it's been said, like Anthony Davis has said, I want to play all 82. You know, we need that. And we need we need him to be engaged and we need him to have an MVP caliber season. But ultimately, in my opinion, I think, you know, I agree with you, Ramon. I think the roster is great. I love what I saw in Austin Reeves, even overseas playing for USA team. Um, he's proven that he he's he's for real. He's a for real. We may have legitimately have a big three with him, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. But you know, again, you know, Anthony Davis, you have to stay healthy. You have to stay engaged. You know, it's some nights you come out there, dominate, give me 20 and 15. Then there's other nights where he's giving me 12 and, and eight. You know, we need that consistency from him. And, you know, I, I but I have full confidence that I think that, you know, just, you know, watching his press conferences and watching his offseason interviews, I think that he's up for it. I think that he has a chip on his shoulder. And I think Rob Palenka has done a good job in, you know, in addition of Gabe Vincent and the other guys that you guys mentioned, Cam Reddish and and, and Jackson Hayes, and, and making us a team that can really, um, um, you know, can really have guys on their team that can step up um, any given night. And I, I love the roster. I think this is a competitive roster. And, you know, I, I like us. Um, we finished 43 and 39 last year. Um, I'm expecting that number to go up, that winning total to go up. Uh, I'm expecting big things from the Lakers and, you know, yeah, I'm I'm excited about this year. And I think that, you know, I think we're going to shock a lot of people because I think the Bucks, you know, with the addition of Dame has has shocked people. And, you know, the Suns are on everybody's radars. Of course, the Warriors, which rightfully so. Um, but the Lakers are something to reckon with. And, you know, I'm, I'm expecting a really good year this year if we can stay healthy. Um, So, guys, we got before we jump into the rest of the, the spread, uh, the rest of the field, uh, I should say, we got James Harden here. Um, James Harden has not showed up to practice in Philly. Um, I think that we've seen this story before with with James Harden. And James Harden has been on three teams in the past, what, four or five years? And, you know, he did the same thing in Brooklyn. He did the same thing in Houston. He's he's found a way to push his way out, and it seems like he's trying to push his way out of Philly. 
Um, your thoughts on James Harden at this point and who he is um, as 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 a as a perennial superstar, a former perennial superstar in this league. I do think that he's a star at this point. Um, but I mean, personally feeling, you know, if he was lied to and he was promised a, a bigger contract or what have you for ownership, that is wrong. They should have kept their word. Uh, but however, you know, I think that with Embiid, he's leaving a team that could really compete with his addition, but he's willing to leave that situation. So that says a lot to me and, you know, how he feels about this game and, you know, what's important to him, which is the money, which I, I get it. Money's important. Uh, but as far as the team, I, I don't I don't I don't sense that James Harden cares about team. I think he only cares about himself. And I, I shy away from that opinion because a lot of that is said about a lot of players that that maybe may go against the grain and they may have a point as to why they're upset. But, you know, when I look at how Embiid, I mean, how Harden is leaving Embiid out to dry and and Maxie out to dry and they really have a chance to compete for a championship. And he's really like, I don't I, I don't want to be a part of this. It, it, it kind of points all to that he's about himself. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll i say the same thing about James Harden. He's just been a guy that, you know, that's bounced around for as talented as he, as he is. That's, you know, been that kind of player when he feels wrong or he feels like he's not wanted, that he he's he's out. You know, he's 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 checking out or um, he's not as working hard as hard. We've seen that, you know, he's gotten overweight at times. Um, you know, I, I just it. I wish the guy would just settle in somewhere and just not do all this every every other offseason, you know, and uh, find a team because it is it is messing with his legacy. Right. At some at one point he was talked about as a top four, you know, top five point guard or sorry, shooting guard at all at all time, you know, and, you know, with all this stuff kind of happening, him bouncing around. I don't know if it takes away from that, but it, it just continues to diminish his le- legacy. And so. Um, you know, I'll be interested to see what happened with this situation. I think he's done with the Sixers, you know, and the Sixers are trying to drive up this high price for him that, you know, nobody wants this disgruntled person, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I, I think that he's done with the Sixers, and I think that's that relationship with the front office and all that, um, you know, can't be repaired. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he ends up landing. Hopefully the Clippers doesn't get a discounted deal for him. Yeah, uh, like you said, it's going to be, you know, interesting to see how it shakes out. You know, I think that ultimately, as we talked about before, you know, even off of here, like James Harden has lowered his trade value. Like he is the reason why the value is what it is and why the Sixers ultimately can't get much back. I think that, you know, even they said in the negotiations, you know, the Clippers were talking about Terrence Mann being off off the table. Like there's no chance of him being in discussions. Because uh, I think that they were having a discussion around like maybe a first rounder and Terrence Mann and maybe calling it a day. Um, and that got uh, rebuffed by the Clippers. Uh, but with James Harden, you know, I'm tired of dealing with this saga, seeing it uh, year after year. I'm tired of seeing it play out. You know, I don't want to see any more fat suits or anything of that sort. Like, I'm just kind of tired of seeing it, you know, every offseason um us kind of being in this position and then what I would ultimately say as you say Rob like you know it's important for an organization or whatever or whoever is leading uh for them to be you know men of their words and to to stand up to it but you know what I would say as well too in the business world we all operate in the business world and things are ever-changing 
And so if you don't get something set in stone and if you don't get it right then and right there, circumstances change a year from that time. So, you know, people have learned that the hard way, whether this is from a professional standpoint in NBA or any organization or whether it's from a practical standpoint that we look at in our professional careers. If you don't get something in that offer letter and whenever you are, you know, uh, agreeing to go to a new organization or you don't get something in direct writing at that point, things can change, you know, a year from that time or any point. So, um Ultimately, uh, you know, as you've stated, as y'all stated, I think that this is the end of the run in Philly. But if I'm Philly, I'll continue to play hardball just as James Harden saying that he's playing hardball. You know, it's tough to put your star Joel and beat in a situation like that. Um, but I'm not just going to sit back right now and just say, OK, you know what? I'm a blessing and say, hey, James Harden, you get your way by go and do what you do no i'm not gonna take scraps you know i'm gonna hold out as long as i can i'm gonna continue to impose the financial uh you know situations that i have to impose upon uh james harden and it's gonna be what it's gonna be if he's gonna play hardball as an organization i'm playing hardball too um because we've seen this time in and time out with james harden yeah i mean it's it's a rerun right it's the same movie i think the rest of the league is tired of it and you know to james harden i know He's he's made a lot of money over his career. He's a superstar. I'm not taking a care away anything from him. He's a future Hall of Famer. But, you know, you're doing this to you did it to Brooklyn. You did it to Houston. Now you're doing it to to Philly. Like the rest of the league is looking at this. And like you said, I mean, his trade value is declining by the day because they're like, man, this guy, he doesn't care. Like he only cares about himself. I, why would I bring him into my organization unless I'm just trying to fill seats up? You know, but if I'm trying to really compete and, and become a competitive team for a championship, I'm not bringing Harden on because it's like you play with Kyrie, you play with Hart, you play with Kyrie, you play with Durant, then you, you bust out. You know, your Houston situation, of course, we know that wasn't the best situation. That's probably the only pass that I'll give you uh, just because we, we gave Kevin Durant a pass, we gave LeBron a pass to switching teams. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think anything pleases Harden but what he wants. And I, it's sad to see him go out there because he's such a special talent. But, it, I mean, I can't respect it. And, you know, I know LeBron gets a lot of grief for 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 changing teams and everything. But at the end of the day, LeBron shows up. And LeBron, when he commits to a team, he's, he's committed to the team. And, you know, that's what I've seen. And, you know, I, a lot of it, you know, when LeBron switched to, to Miami, I didn't like it. But at the end of the day, he showed up for Miami, Miami gave him his heart, gave him a championship. He went back to Cleveland, did the same thing. With the Lakers, he did the same thing, and he's still committed and playing at the, at his age. So, you know, I, I, Harden is really kind of slipping down as far as those players that I, I really admire. I think that, you know, he's just all about himself, and he's in a fantasy world. And, you know, poor Embiid, you know, that leads to another conversation about Embiid, about what he's going to do and what the organization has done to surround him around talent. And, you know, it, it just seems like he's always coming out on, on the short end of the stick. Yeah, I mean, looking at Embiid, it, it is a tough situation. You would hope that they can, if, you know, they do get rid of him, they can't bring another star in there. Um, I think he, to this point, he's been a loyal, uh, besides draft night, he's been loyal to Sixers, you know what I mean? You know, everybody kind of got that image where he was a little upset. I mean, I know he's denied that sense and said it was delayed, whatever. It was clear he wanted to be a Laker, you know what I mean? It's clear that, you know, maybe I'm biased, maybe we all biased, but he was a little <laughs> upset when the Sixers drafted him. Um, but besides that, from that point, he's been loyal to the Sixers. And, um, you know, you would hope that they can at least bring in some other talent to keep that team competitive and, uh, 
make them uh, champions right now. And it, it's just hard to see it. You know, I got them probably as the fourth team in that in that in the East. You know, and I, I don't see them really competing for a championship. They're gonna be good, right? They're gonna make the playoffs, but they're just not good enough. Uh, you know, and it's been rumored that teams like the Knicks and stuff are monitoring the situation, um, of course, and trying to land that big star. The Knicks have been trying to land that big star for feel like for years. So um, for our lifetime. Yeah, for our lifetime. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. I just hope that um they're able to at least bring some talent over there uh with you know trading James Harden. Yeah. Yeah, I think that ultimately, you know, when I look at it, you know, obviously talking about the current state and the present state um of the situation of Embiid is in. Uh, but I think where the organization went wrong is when they didn't listen to their star years ago when he wanted them to re-up Jimmy Butler. I think that they find themselves in the position that they are in as a franchise right now because they had a guy that they could have paired with Joel Embiid for years to come, a guy that could have been a star uh, that would have been, to me, the perfect complement to Joel Embiid, especially in playoff runs. You had that guy in your organization, and you didn't retain that guy. And so I think that ultimately that is part of the downfall of the organization that they feel that they were able to rebound when they were able to go out and get a James Harden and felt that they had to start a pair with Joel. Yeah, they felt that. But I think that ultimately Jimmy Butler was your guy. Jimmy wanted to stay around, you know, Joel and B wanted him to stay around. You ultimately elected not to go that way. And you chose a guy in Tobias Harris and not to slight him, but you chose a guy in Tobias Harris over Jimmy. And um, I think that that's where the organization went wrong. And I don't know if they will be able to rebound quickly because now they find themselves in this James Harden situation. Man, you look at a team that finished 54 and 28 last year. I mean, it's, you know, I know Embiid is, he's tired of these, you know, playoff runs where, you know, he's not, you know, they're running into Boston and, you know, it, it's a mess. Uh, James Harden creates that mess. And I'm interested. I don't know if the Antonio Brown effect will, will happen going forward, but, I'll be, I'll be, you know, I'll look into it and see, you know, I, I don't find any team that's trying to compete, trying to pick up hard, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, so we'll jump into it. Okay. Conference finals, uh, conference champions, I should say. Um, there's some teams that we have our eye on here. And um, I think that we could start with the Eastern conference. Cause I think we all know we'll be going with the Western conference, right? Yeah, that's safe to say. I, I mean, for myself, um, in the East, I'm looking at it. And I think the Bucks do get there. Um, I think the Bucks get there, and I um I, I look at a team like Boston too. Boston, I got Boston coming out of the East for myself. Uh, and you know the so old, which one? I, oh, I, oh, I thought you were talking about the them playing each other. I got I got the uh, two playing uh, each you. other in the Eastern Eastern Conference Finals, and so and I got Boston coming out of the East. Okay. Uh, from an East standpoint, I think that it's pretty clear. I think that we're all going to have the same two teams uh, in the conference finals. It's just whether or who we'll pick. Uh, for me, I have those same two with Boston and Milwaukee. I ultimately side with Milwaukee uh, just because, man, Dame is special. And to have him have that opportunity to be paired uh, with Giannis, uh, we know who Giannis is, you know, a top – two top three player at worst in the league, if not potentially the best player that we have in the league. Um, and I really like what the Celtics did. I, I do really like what they did. My only concern for the Celtics is that really from a size standpoint in them getting rid of Robert Williams, 
in that trade uh, that they had in which he ended up in Portland. Um, right now, from a size standpoint, they pretty much have Chris Stapps Porzingis as their only seven-footer. I mean, you can throw Al Horford, I guess, into the mix there too. Um, but we know over years, Chris Stapps Porzingis hasn't routinely stayed healthy. So if you see a guy like Chris Stapps Porzingis go down, then they are really compromised from a size standpoint. So that's my only question with them. I think it, it will be a heck of a matchup, but I slide si slightly with the books. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I'm, I also share those sentiments. I, I, you know, as a Lakers fan, I shamefully like what the Boston did, what Boston did this offseason uh, and picking up a very, very underrated player and um, slipping my name, slipping my mind. Oh, Drew, Drew Holiday. Holiday. <laughs> yeah, Drew Holiday and kind of expanding their talent. I think Drew Holiday is head and shoulders better defender than Marcus Smart. I don't think it, that it's even close. Um, so I think that they will, they did get the good side of the deal. But the concerns that you had, Ramon, you know, I shared that with Robert Williams. But Robert Williams, we know, you know, he was great when he was out there. But, again, you know, a guy that had health issues. Uh, Chris Stiles, so far we're only able to go off of what we saw in preseason. And we see the guy, you know, it seems like he's up for the task. I mean, he's been in D.C. out here. You know, you know, they, they really out here as a sports town, they're not really motivated to win right now. But you put him on a team that can compete. You have it. But with that being said, you know, Dame's my guy. And I think that Dame, the intangibles and what he brings as far as the mentality and what they may be losing as a defender in Drew, they will gain everywhere else. The guy's a leader. Uh, I think that he he's a, an unselfish superstar. You know, you look at what he's done in, in, with the Blazers. He didn't leave them in a bad spot. You know, he, you know, you look at the young talent that they had. He was willing to mentor the young buck coming up. I can't think of his name either right now. You can help me out there. The uh, he's the starting shooting guard now. A point guard. You talking about you talking about over in Portland? Yeah, Portland. You talking Scoop about Anthony Simons? Scoop or Anthony Simons? Anthony Simons. Yeah, Anthony Simons. Yeah, he took Anthony Simons into under his wing, and you look at what Anthony Simons is. Is a you know a twenty point score now. Anthony. 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 My bad. Anthony, and you know. You look at what he he's done as far as being unselfish. He does what it takes to win. He wants to win. It's gonna be fun to see. Uh, I think I got the I got the books coming out the east. Um, I think it's safe to say all of us have the Lakers coming out of the west. Uh, do you do any of us want to spend time talking about that? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I guess the the question is who are they playing in in the west, right? Coming out of the west. Um, you can look at the Suns. You can say Memphis is still a good team, right? They're probably going to be healthier this year um, with adding Marcus Smart over there and removing uh, uh, Dylan Brooks, your twin. So, um, you know, when you think that about was that. That was to Rob, I think. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about that, you know, it's just it's it, you you wonder who's going to be that other team, right? I, I hope you're not all talking crazy here. And it's one of those things like Lakers don't even get out the first round, but – um, you know, I'm confident in the team this year. So I would say the Nuggets probably get there. I would hope, I hope, I hope it's the Nuggets. I hope it's the Nuggets and I hope we sweep them. You know, like I, I really, I really feel some type of way. And we probably all feel some type of way how that series ended and how we got the brooms pulled out on us. But, uh, you know, I, I'll just say between Memphis, between obviously the Warriors, the team you can't count out, obviously in the Suns too, right? Are they going to put it together by that time? You know, that's a lot of time to play together. Um, you know, a lot of things can change at the trade deadline in February, too. So 
Um, I'll just say right now, as of today, I'll say it'll be Memphis and the Lakers, and the Lakers uh, go to the to the finals. Wow, that's a, that's a shocker. That's a shocker to say Memphis. Um, I, I guess with uh, going with it, obviously, like you said, we all have the Lakers there. Um, I'm struggling between Denver and Phoenix. I really, really am struggling with this. Uh, but ultimately, I'm going to say that Phoenix gets there. Uh, I'm going to say it'll be a, a Lakers and Suns Western Conference Finals with the Lakers coming out on top. Yeah, I, I share that same thing. I think, you know, I juggle between the Lakers and I juggle two balls. <laughs> Did I watch the inside oh. NBA? <laughs> yeah. TNT. <laughs> Chuck. They be playing on Chuck time. <laughs> but anyway, I was juggling in between the the, the Suns and, and the Nuggets as well. And, you know, I, I, I lean towards the Suns. I'm not going against Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant and Devin Booker have great basketball minds offensively. And they'll find a way to work it out. Um, I, I, you know, it, it's going to be a fun season, guys. And you know, uh, I think that I'm looking forward to it. It's always a, a good season when the Lakers are relevant. And I think Rob Palenka finally got the roster right. We saw how he ended last season. Um, so who would have thought we would have been in the conference finals last year? You know, so I mean, you know, it, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a wild ride here. Um, but I throw a shocker in here. This wasn't on the docket. Uh, over under on wins for the Lakers this season. I got us at fifty four. Over under fifty four. Right at that fifty four amount. That's crazy because I was really thinking around the same, but just to be different, I'm gonna say fifty five. <laughs> yeah, I really I, was gonna I, say fifty three and a half, and and kind of choose right there, but yeah. Yeah, you know, how, you know how that go. I mean, right, right. I think we can win fifty plus games for sure. Um, it's just wow. Where, where do I want to say that? I mean, I I don't know where they have us at. What what do they what do they have us at right now with wins? Uh, the the sports books, you know how they they like to prognosticate. Um, currently we are at they got us at forty seven and a half. So I mean, I'll go grab that today because <laughs> I got I got them winning fifty. I I think I think we can win like fifty four games this year. I think we I really can. Um. If AD is gonna stay healthy, the depth that we have, I don't think I don't think we're gonna take many nights off. I think we're right there at that at that cap. Um, so gentlemen, I think we did it again. Our NBA preview episode, of course, we're gonna be busy. It's gonna be we're gonna be recording a lot. You know, we got football still going on. We hadn't even talked about that. This is NBA, uh, but we got a lot of work to do. We're looking forward to it. Fun stuff. Best time for sports fans. You got the Major League Baseball playoffs. I was watching last night. You know, the Astros came back to win. Uh, so, I mean, it's, a, it's an exciting time for a sports fan. It's always great. Uh, we, we appreciate everyone for rocking with us this long. Make sure that you're following us on O underscore Bench Warmers on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast, Opinionated Bench Warmers, wherever you like to listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, and Google Play. Wherever you like to listen to it, make sure that you leave a review, uh, share it with a friend if you enjoy what you heard. Until next time, we'll be back. Later.